listeners, welcome into Caithness Craft Collective's November, where I talk about all things woolly every day in November to promote the use and thought and love of wool, be it on the sheep or in your hands. So today's prompt is pick a breed. And this is the fourth pick a breed. And uh, last night I was at, well, actually once upon a time, listeners, Yep, there we go. Hello, you're there. You've all leaned forward and you're ready to listen, aren't you? Uh, last night I was at my lovely friend Sarah's house and we had got together with Debbie and Naomi and we had bought these beautiful uh, make-it-yourself wreaths for hanging on our doors. Uh, we got these from Jan Sutherland Florist in Wick who had put together lots and lots and lots of uh, kits for you to make your own wreath for the door. I'm, I'm saying wreath, I don't know. W-R-E-A-T-H. And it's made out of fresh foliage and a moss ring. Now, um, uh, for disclosure, she is my third cousin. But she's really, really lovely, very talented. And when I went to pick them up, I had a really good play there with my cousin, her mum, second cousin. <laughs> but basically, we kind of just went, you're just my cousin, and that's it. So it was really nice to catch up with them. I haven't seen them in a while. And uh, we were talking about my dad. <laughs> I'm a mum, and everybody in between. So um, that was nice. And then in the night time, we went round to Sarah's, and we... Were, this is very unusual for us. We were actually had to have a little glass of wine. So we had these uh, four kits together and um, put them out. And well, there was a video that Jan had done and it showed you how to do it. So um, I'm not at all confident in flower arranging or wreath making. So I was like, I'm going to follow you guys. And they all went, well, we don't know what we're doing. And then one of them was like, well, I have done one, but it was with Oasis. It wasn't with a moss ring. So we watched the video and then we did what she said. And then um, I said, I'm stressed about this. I'm going to stress drink and have some nibbles. And then I said, oh, eh, right, I'm going to ask you. And eh, what? I said, oh, my podcast I'm doing just now is Pick a Breed. And the as collectively went Hardwick and little Naomi just went they're so cute with little doggy ears and they're just so cute so I went okay I'll do Hardwicks and uh, both Sarah and Debbie own and look after sheep so um, I was just going to go with whatever was said so they decided that Hardwicks were the way forward and then we finished our race and, and I had said at the start this is going to be a cheese sandwich isn't it and they've heard this phrase before a few times from me. It doesn't matter how good I think mine is or um, how bad I think mine is, yours is going to be better than mine on this. And we all went, yeah. So we spent quite a lot of time going, oh, I like the way yours has got your bow. My bow's awful. And I like the way you've put your gypsophila in there. Mine's is awful. <laughs> and um, oh, it was just, it was so much fun and it was a lovely crafty night and we can't wait to get together again probably not do such a stressful thing <laughs> but at the same time um 
we just went with the voice of reason, who is Davy, just to start and do it. So that's what we did. And my wreath is absolutely beautiful. I'm not putting it on the outside of my door because I am not allowed to put a nail in the outside of my door. Because um, it'll just let in water into the wood. So I have mine on an inside door uh, in the porch. But I'll have to keep an eye on it because there is a radiator in that room and it'll probably go brown quite fast. But um, I think I'll just spritz it and see how we get on. And if I did put it outside, it would probably just get blown away anyway because of the wind that we have at my house. But for all you other people that manage to have a wreath outside in the front door and it stays there the entire time without getting blown away or rained upon and looking awful, I admire you. <laughs> That's my new thing. I admire you, listeners. So anyway, right, today's thing was hard wax. So I went to my books. That's the squeak of the book, not me. The fleece, fleece, the fleece and fibre source book, and this is by Deborah Robson and Carl Icarus. And it is such a good resource book if you are into spinning or using different breeds of sheep. I would totally recommend this. It's a weighty tome of a book, but very worth, much worth its weight in gold. So I went and looked up Hardwick in that and in my other book by Philip Walling. I keep going to say Pull Pullman, but that is who wrote The Golden Compass, isn't it? And that's definitely not the same person. So Hardwick is cute. Um, Naomi is correct. She's very rarely wrong, to be honest. Um, but my favourite cute one is the Wensley Dale in it's two-pronged there because you get to go, oh, isn't it cute? And you get to go, Wensleydale, cheese, grommet. And I read somewhere certain recently that uh, just before the Wallace and Gromit film came out, Wensleydale cheese was doing really badly. And because of the success of the film and talking about cheese, they seem to come back to life. And I'm hoping that's true because I think that would be quite nice. Although it probably... Would have been doing quite well anyway. Because it is reasonably nice cheese. So the Hardwick sheep. They are from Cumbria. In the UK. And they live. Out in the mountainsides. And these are. Hardy 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 sheep. They've been known to live in blizzards. And it said in the. Philip Walling book. That they have known to eat their own fleece. To survive. Yeah, but they have survived underneath blizzards and um, come out alive. They survive in quite a wet atmosphere. Um, it's a very, very wet climate in the Lake District where they live. And they've obviously adapted over the thousand years that they've been there to um, survive quite well. They think that they came from either Spanish or Viking. It's not very clear. But I don't know whether they were related to the merino and the deathness of if you're going to try and take out the merino sheep. Because I still can't remember. Well, I, I don't know why I'm surprised, but death to you stealing sheep. Actually, yeah, it's like horse rustling and cattle rustling. Death, 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 death. However, back to the sheepy sheep. So these, because they're so hardy, they're 
spinning and crocheting and fleeces for um, it says that the uh, fleece is the least amount of value from the British wool marketing board uh, you get light coloured ones and dark coloured ones the sort of range from white through to dark browns but the dark browns was the least value that you could get because it's such a hardy hardy sheep it wasn't used for very much more than carpets so it was starting to de uh, decline in numbers and um, there was less and less of them because it's quite a, a rough place where they live and because they weren't getting much money for them there was less want to actually carry on with these lovely sheep so at some point uh, Queen Elizabeth II would eat them because uh, they would have serve them as mutton but then mutton kind of declined in um, what's the right word? popularity and so then they became quite sad that well, nobody wanted them sheep and then then Prince of Wales, uh, Prince Charles, now the king, he has sort of taken an interest in them and also because they're quite rare, people have taken an interest in them, like the rare breed sheep and uh, countryfile and they keep getting um, shown on telly and stuff and they seem to have made a bit of a resurgence. So when somebody sees a Hardwick sheep, a lot of the woolly community know what they're talking about and they think about this hardy beast living in the mountains in the blizzard i'm sure that they have their lovely days too but that's what i think when i think of a hardwick sheep and because it's my last pick a breed i am going to mention very quickly the caracal breed and it for daisy not that she listens but she was insistent that i did the mountain sheep and this is a very very old breed not just an old sheep, but it's native to the steppes and deserts of Central Asia. So not actually mountains, but, um, and it doesn't have horns, but it's a very, very old sheep. So it is in amongst where Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, all the stands. And they used to use their fleece and they basically live off fat and nutrient stores quite a bit because they're in... Um, the climate that they're in but their fleece is same thing sort of not much to it well it is good if you want a really really sturdy uh, fibre and say you were making blankets or tents or something but um, not if you wanted some sort of undergarments you wouldn't use these sheep either of them but do you know what? You've got to admire the sheep's tenacity for living in the climates that they live in. Okay, listeners, uh, that is me for today. I hope you have been having a lovely Saturday and you've managed to do some craft this weekend if you are not working. I am still cracking on with my little um, Christmas stockings I'm making from the Sue Stratford book using West Yorkshire spinners, leftovers from some socks that I've made in four-ply Christmas colours and I had a disaster last night when I got home I took off my Granny Hetzigan cardigan that I've been telling you about and you start in the armpit 
that's where the middle of the circle is that you start off with and one of them I have not sewn it in correctly and it had come loose so I'm gonna have to do a little bit of crochet surgery tonight I was a bit ah! I'm glad I noticed it now and I wonder how long that's been going on for so um, that should be a lesson to me to sew it in and then sew it in a little bit more because I have to admit I am not the best at finishing off my garments for sewing in ends. I'd love to go on a proper sewing in ends workshop at some point. Right, I shall let you go listeners and keep on crafting! Mm -hmm. 